0: Okay, first of all, today's Sunday, it's Yud. Hello. And our our custom is Sunday, do Pash, with Hashem's help. We can always use him, (laughs) his help. Now, I don't want to say now especially, because it's always especially. The one advantage I have in preparing these classes is I get to choose the topic. And there are things that intrigue me, that have always intrigued me. that I've always wanted to explore, but everything takes time. But because of this class, I get the opportunity. And this is a topic that goes under this category. It's a topic which always is interesting to me. And I did, of course, I did a considerable amount of research, as I always do. And at the end of the stack, you have a mime And if the clock will show mercy, and we will get through the class with time efficiency... When you get to the mind you see our lichtikai, an enlightenment, a clarity, a depth. It's extraordinary. This week is Pasha's Kisave And it is, as the Rebbe says in one of his the end of the Taita as far as mitzvahs are concerned. Although next week is Nitzavim we're going to have two more mitzvahs. Either Nitzavim or Vayelich, maybe two more mitzvahs. And we're going to learn and believe in This is my plan, and my plans change all the time we're going to do Ksiva Sefer Teir. The last two mitzvahs are HaKel, which is Tafresh Yud Bey, the 612th mitzvah. Last year we did HaKel, first of all, it was Pashas Vayelech, and second of all, it was also shnas HaKel. The last mitzvah in Teirah, the last mitzvah in Teirah, the last mitzvah in mitzvah according to the Rambam, according to the Rambam, it's the mitzvah of Ksiva Sefer Teirah, the mitzvah of a Sefer Teirah. So the plan is, with the help of God, that next we'll do mitzvah kzivah But the Rebbe has a siege in which the Rebbe explains that hakel and mitzvah kzivah sefatayr are not paratiyazdika mitzvahs, they're not specific mitzvahs. They're mitzvahs that encompass the whole of Yiddishkeit. The difference is only hakel encompasses the whole of Yiddishkeit as we're all a unit. A mitzvah kzivah sefatayr encompasses all of Yiddishkeit as we're all individuals. Everybody writes their own sefatayr. So the Rebbe has a siege in which he explains that the mitzvahs of the teda, and the Pashas Kisot around Shlishi although the Rambam holds that we learn from uh, in the stack that you have in front of you um, the, the, the top of page 3 it says the Rambam learns a mitzvah one of the Yag mitzvahs but the Rebbe holds that the last mitzvahs and the teda are the beginning of Pashas Tisavei it says upon him in them days uh, which are mitzvahs Bikurim, and mitzvahs Vidimaiset. As soon as the Yebishter, as soon as Meshera Beinu, on behalf of the Yebishter, finishes articulating the mitzvahs, in other words, according to this model, that Ksivah and Hakkel, which are next week, are not specific mitzvahs, but they're general mitzvahs. And in this week's parasha, the last mitzvahs, mamish and the are Bikurim and vidimaiser. as soon as the mitzvahs come finished, as soon as we finish with all tayag, mitzvahs begins a summary, a summation. But the summation, which is the bulk of Pashat Kisaveh, is not simply a summation of the mitzvahs. It's a summation of the relationship between the Evishter and Yidin. And for those who keep track, and I, you know, I'm not going to hold it again if you don't, we learned it two years ago. Hashem <laughs> ha-amarta which was the class from two summers ago. Last summer we did valachta Bidrach. And two summers ago we did Hashem Mata. In other words, as soon as we finish all the mitzvahs, the Ebishtah starts lecturing Yiddin now that we finished the specific mitzvahs let's go back to the generality the generality is that the Abishta makes us special and we make the Ebishtah special and that's how Pashas Kisavay continues the beginning of Pashas Kisavay finishes the Pratiyaz Deke Mitzvahs and then begins really a conclusionary inspirational talk, in and Mikra, where the Eibishter, through Meishar Aben, articulates the special relationship between Yidna and the Eibishter, and the Eibishter, and Yidna. And this is followed by what's called the Bris, the covenant, the Bris, Divrei Bris, the word of the covenant. Now, we don't like the words of the covenant, all of them, <laughs> because the Divrei Habris includes the Techechev, this week's Pasha, Pasha's Kisave, is the Techechev. It's the rebuke, it's the showing direction. And it's all the Puran, it's all the terrible things that are going to befall qualified, they're not going to listen to the Divriya Teira Hazes. But it's called Divriya Bris. The covenant with yidn and the Yabishte is represented by the Tehakha Pashas Bhakai, which we before Shruis, and the Teh al Pashas which we before Rashad. And this is the bulk of our parsha. The Divriya bris, more than half the parsha, I think, is the covenant. So the way you would read this pasha is that it begins with the final mitzvahs. And after the, kushna, the final mitzvahs, the Ebi gives a final charge articulating the special relationship between Yidna and the Shta and Ebi and the Then you also have the clause of brachas b'avidzimah v'harevel, which is already also a part of the divriya And then you have the covenant, the covenant between Yidna and the Shta. But the covenant between Yidna and the is not only clause, it's not only curses, it's blessings too. And of course, the blessings come before the curse. And if you will look on page one, you'll see the beginning of the Dibri Abis, The first three pages of your stack are the first 14th Sukkim of Kapitel Chavchas, beginning with Kapitel Tezvav, which I did not copy, starts the other half of the covenant, the Heit the opposite of Baruchah. But the first 14th Sukkim of Kapitel Chavchas is the covenant between Yiddin and the Abish that says if you'll do Tein and you're going to get all kinds of brachas and I want to read against the Geshechit so look inside we're going to read Chumash Bible without commentaries it's a good way to read the Bible by the way sometimes Bible without commentaries is the most beautiful thing You know, we're so busy with Mufashim Seyfried Dvarim I've told this to you many times Seyfried Dvarim especially it's worth reading without any Mufashim just the text Usually, a, a Taitah is, is cryptic. You don't understand anything. But Seif et could read whole paragraphs, whole prakim, whole chapters. It's mamish, it's of it's a with himself. It's incredibly inspiring. And this is no exception. And the Taitah says, If you will listen to the voice of the Eibishtah, to guard against sinning. And Lah says to be particular about doing all the positive commands. as called mitzves of all the commandments of the Eibishtah. I'm commanding you this day. So the says, The will place you above above all the other nations of the world. If you'll be careful about mitzvahs, lesasen, say, lishmet is mitzvahs, lesasen, lasas, the mitzvahsasei, Evishtah is going to raise you above all the goyim. All of these brachas are going to come upon you, they're going to touch you. They're going to reach you. Kishma. If you will listen, the voice of There's an Benel And I'm thinking as I'm reading the Ababinel. The Ababinel is in the stack. I had to put him in, although I'm not gonna learn it with you. But it's, it's good for homework. The Benel is on page nine. And it's it's, it's very appropriate that it's the Benel who says this. The Benel says sometimes a Jew is in a position where he could learn Taydah and he cannot do Mitzvah The Benel himself was in such a position, he lived in Portugal. He was thrown out of Portugal, the gate of Portugal, 1497. Dababanel was the minister of finance in Portugal. And he was given an exception, an exemption. He was told that he could stay in Portugal and practice mitzvahs. And Dabar said, "Ichel game mit I'll go with them into exile. So Dabar describes, sometimes he does kisishma. He learns the teireh and he cannot do the mitzvahs. That's how he translates this pasuk. kisishma. He doesn't say lishmed and laseh. kisishma just for learning the teireh, even if you can't do the mitzvahs. But like we have in the Chazal, by learning about the teireh, you get the credit for doing the mitzvahs. The Yabar says, you get shachat for learning teireh, even when you're not in a position to do the mitzvahs. And I, my imagination is, that the Benel wrote this pshat, where he lived. This was a reality. He didn't, couldn't do mitzvahs, they would would be slaughtered for it. He says, for learning teireh alone, and wanting to do mitzvahs and not being able to do mitzvahs is also a infant's from Ki you will listen, said the Abba. says just studying and alone. to the voice of the What are the brachas you are blessed in the city. you are blessed in the field. Baruch blessed be the fruit of your uh, womb. In other words, human children. And the fruit of your fields. That means agriculture. Ufrivehemtakon <laughs> the fruit of your livestock. <laughs> Shigar alafecha, the ashtray senech, means this that's sent forth. Shikar is from Russian shliches Sent forth from your animals. <laughs> the Ashtare means the wealth that is accrued through a person's uh, sheep. Baruch <sharp> Tanachomish. Blessed be your load. That's how I translate Tanacha. What's the, your your burden? And it means uh, an abundant crop of fruits. Umishatecha means other things that are different than Tanacha, which are also part of the blessings of a person. Rashi says it means drier produce. Boracha tabavayacha, you're blessed as you enter. Boracha batitatecha, you're blessed as you depart. they you give. your enemies, Malacha, that stand up against you, they're going to be punished before you. They're going to come out as a unified force to meet you. But Ubashadrachah and Ruslafanacha, they're gonna run away in 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 disarray, in panic, in 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 hysteria in a million it's up a different directions. Then the Pasik says, Yit'ava the sham itcha sabrocha, baasomecha, the Ibish is going to command his blessing, ba'asomecha. Baasamecha means this that is hidden. Ubuchal mishlacheka, whatever you send your hands to do, and he will bless you baits in the land. And according to the Yabar everything we read till this Pasik Ches, except for Pasek beginning with Pasik Beis, is the brach a person gets for Kishishma, for learning Terof is not in a position to do mitzvahs. But the Yabar says, if a person learns Terof and cannot do mitzvahs, they get taka but it's not as much schad as a person who learns and does mitzvahs with fey. And that's why the Yabar says, beginning with pasiktes. tes the Taita is articulating a person who does, learns Taita and does the mitzvah. So the schar is a more ruchni is the kizchar. The kimcha the shem am kodesh. The will stand you up as a holy nation. Kasha nishbalach as he swore to you. Ki Kisishmet. Here it speaks about mitzvahs. If you will guard this mitzvah against sinning, you will not, you'll guard against doing avedis. You walk in his ways, which is understood by the ababin el abdui mitzvahs as and then... The all the nations of the world are going to see... That not only are you blessed... But the name of God Almighty is called upon you... And they will fear you and they will respect you... The bishop is going to leave you over... Or effect that you shall become many... For God... With the fruit of your wombs The fruit of your livestock... Or the, fruit of your livestock or the fruit of your agriculture... On the land, the just to give your fathers. And then it says, The Eibish will open up before you his good treasure, from the heavens. that the rains should come in the appropriate time. And to bless everything that you do. you will lend many nations. and you will never borrow. So one of the mafarshim explains these words. You have this idea in other places in Chazal as well. And that is that the Jewish people are interesting. They traverse the globe. Wherever they grow, the goyim are blessed. So the Yidin cash in on those brachas. <laughs> this is, just look at the history of Yidin and Wherever the Jews went, that's where the wealth was. So the Yidin benefit from the Ashiras of every nation of the world. Oh, but it's a Yidin nation. It has nothing to do with the blessings of Yid. This is Hidden's the partaking. They live in America, they take from the bless of, blessedness of America. They lived in Western Europe, they took from the blessing of Western Europe. lived in Eastern Europe, they took the blessing of Hazay But the Saddam Shetan, they, they benefit from everybody else, and it doesn't touch their blessing as well. There are those Mephashim that translate these words You are going to lend the other nations, but you're never going to borrow. In other words, you are going to benefit from the brachas, the abish, that gives them. And the brachas the eibish give you, they have nothing to do. When <laughs> the soncha Hashem lereish, the eibish is going to make you into a head, v'lelazanah, but not into a tail. V'haiisa raklamala, you'll only be above. Lamata you'll never be below. Ki when you listen, el mitzvah Hashem lekeacha to the commandments of the eibish Hashanichyem tafchayim, which he commands us this day, and he add lishmer v'lasas to guard against sinning. The lasas means to do the positive commandments. The and you shouldn't turn away, you won't turn away. I command you this day, smell, neither right nor left. God forbid to follow uh, godliness in a backwards way, to worship. So these 14 psukim are part of the bris, the covenant that I told you earlier. And the covenant is the calls to the brachas, the, the blessings and the curses. David says about the arrangement that he has with Eden now, This is the brachas. What is it that we're going to discuss? The word treasure appears in this scheme twice. But different words are employed. And as my preparation developed, as I learned more and more and more, the idea crystallized to me more and more. We're going to learn two psokom. Pasek ches and Pasuk Yudbeis. What does it say in Pasuk Ches? Yitzha v'adashem itchas ha The Ebesh is going to command with you the blessing. Ba'asomecha. Ba'asomecha means this that is hidden. And you'll see soon that the Gemara says, Eina ha-brakha ala asomoy man a'ayr. You want a brakha of the Ebesh to rest, beats knee stick. Don't be showing. What's hidden, that's what the brakha of the Ebesh is. And as I learned more and more, it became more and more clear to me that at least on more Pneen Yisdika levels, Ba'asamecha means a certain kind of a treasury. It's the Yidden's treasure. Yidden have a treasure. And Yidden's treasure is a treasure because it's hidden. And the Yiddish says that he's going to command his blessings Ba'asamecha into our treasure, and anything a Jew is going to extend his hands to do, in the Holy Land, in the Holy Land, that's going to give you. And in Pasek Yudbez it says, Hashem the Eibish is going to open up for you. the Abish this treasure. Now, what kind of treasury does the Eibish have? We have a treasury because we don't want anybody to steal what we possess, <laughs> right? What is the Who's the to hiding it from? Who's going to garner from the garner from the Someone steals from the Eibish. That's the Eibish's own fault. He allowed him. Yeah. So of course, you learn in Hasidus and Basi, Lagani the whole sh'turim, bizbus ha-o-itzris. The Eibish has a treasure not because he's hiding, but because it's so deep that it needs to be hidden. And Ebishta says, he will open up his treasure and give it to us. Allah says, that it should rain from the, from the earth on time. And bless all of your hands. So it's these two psukim that we're going to focus on. To say that these two psukim are literally sister psukim is a simplification. The word Ba'asamecha does not mean Ba'oyzorcha. means a treasure. Asamecha means something that is hidden but I, I, st- I started off my preparation with the bias that I'm going to show how these two words mean the same. And I'm pretty convinced that I'm not going to be totally inventing it. And the, the, the way we're going to approach this is, ultimately, that there's two treasures. There's a treasure which the Eivishtah has, which Yidn have, but the Eivishtah blesses, it's called Ba'asamechal. And there's a treasure which the avishta has. And he gives us his treasure. And one of the insights which which is a meaningful way of understanding it. What is the treasure of a yid? What is the deepest, most precious thing by a yid? The <laughs> Rebishter. And what is the treasure of the Rebishter? The Yid. So when you say, it's Itzav HaDashem Yitcho mecha, the Rebishter is going to <in> give a bracha, <Hebrew> what you call secret, the bracha that the Rebishter is giving you is how you hold dear and secret the koichas of the Rebishter that you have. And Yiftach HaDashem Bukhaz, EYTSOROYA TOYIN. The gives us his treasure, his treasure. The money says <laughs> The has the treasure. What's the treasure? The treasure the to collects our Yidas Hashem. And he hides it in his treasury. And Yitah <laughs> the Shabas Aitara, the Abishtah's treasury, which is the Shemayim of Ayyid, which the Abishta values above all else. Because Hakal Bidei shamai chutzmi yiras sham. Fear of heaven is the only thing which we legitimately give him. Which is where our free will is. This is the Abishta's most precious thing, this is his treasure. And he give it to us in the form of brahitz. And this is the uh, vision. This is the plan. This is the intent of tonight's class. To learn these two pzokim. First the idea of Basamecha, And then the idea of Eitzhah Re'atayv. means what we keep hidden. And Eitzhah means the Eibishtah's treasure. which kayakul, The that keeps hidden. But I've sort of given you the end of the story. In other words, what I just told you is really the final insight now let's develop it as is our custom, let's develop it and we'll start from the beginning and as it turns out, the Rashi is not quite helpful this time we're going to learn this, the Rasag and the Ebenezer so let's begin, the Rasag is on page 2 on the upper right okay, the Rasag translates this is Pasuk Ches Ebi Shudon Give translates the Rasag the treasure of produce, of grain, of what we bring in. So the Rasag immediately links the word Ba'asamecha to the word Oitzir. So you see immediately that there's a corollary, of similarity in the word Ba'asamecha and the word Etzorcha Atev. And then turn the page, still Rasag, upper right on page 3 now, as a Atev as HaShamayim translates the Rasag as eitzreis the treasures, but there are two women HaShamayim the goodness from heaven. So the Rav is confirming the position that we're taking. That Ba'asamecha, where we hide, and Oytza Roya Toyba, the Ebishta hides, are sisters. They're, they're mirror images. They're equals and opposites. There's a Yiddish treasure which the Yiddish blesses, and there's the Ebishta treasure with which he blesses us also. And that's the difference between Pasuk Ches and Pasuk Yudbeis. Now the Aveneza says more or less uh, the same thing. Um... Look on page 2. Ba'asamecha translates. The lower left, please. On page 2. Ba'asamecha, In your treasures. And then he says, Mitama which I would never know what Mitama means. It's, but the footnote, the commentary says, each place according to its place. Everybody's, in each location, different things are treasured. And whatever it is that's treasured, where you are, the Yiddish, they will bless. And on page 3, on the left side at the top, he says which has the ability to emerge because Ebenezer obviously is wondering what does it mean Hashem has a treasure everybody knows what people have treasures for everybody knows what people keep safes you want to hide things you want to hide things to preserve them maybe she doesn't have to hide so what's the title so the translation what we call potential as opposed to kinetic it's a possibility of blessing and of course Hasidus always says that the possibility is infinite When the actuality can never be as generous because we cannot receive it. So this is the theme of tonight's class. It is mecha. There's a Yiddish treasure. There's Oitzar Roya of the Ebishter's treasure. And first of all, the Ebishter blesses our treasure. And second of all, he blesses us with his treasure. And this is the the theme that we're going to develop. So if you don't mind, turn to page 3. In page 3... Is uh, medrash and it's mostly gemaras. The, the, the quotes that I underlined are gemaras, and I underlined words. Just follow what I'm re- reading. Okay, on the right side at the bottom page. I'm sorry, page four. Pardon me, page four. I'm sorry. You sit in page three and wait for me to read. Yes, <laughs> page four. on the lower right. Omar says Ab Ein A blessing is not found. Something which is hidden. Something which is modest. There's many different ways of explaining it but this is the way the Abish that operates the Abish that hates showiness and the Abish doesn't like when people count I saw there's a book called My Encounter with the Rebbe <coughs> from Zalman Jaffer Right, My Encounter with the Rebbe so they recently published volume 2 volume 2 when one came out about the, whatever 8-9 years ago and I love those books. I mean I could sit in bed and read this book and I'm pushing laughing out loud. I mean it's the whole Zalman Jafi sense of humour, the whole shtick. You feel like you're in seven seventy in nineteen seventy four. It's 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 such a wonderful experience. I mean it's not he's not exactly saying Zalman Jafi is a simple Jew, but you mummish feel like you're in seven seventy. And there are things written in the book that he himself doesn't understand what he's writing. That ever came out of his room with a handful of money of English currency, I believe, or Israeli currency. With a handful of money. With a, with a handful of money. And the Rebbe hands it to him. And I forgot how the Rebbe tells him to distribute it. But the Rebbe says to him, do you know how much is here? al Jafi is a square Englishman. <laughs> I guess that's like saying an English Englishman. <laughs> so the Rebbe asks him, how much is here? The Rebbe wants to know how much is here. He says, it doesn't matter how much is here. And of course, he writes in the next sentence, I counted, it was 26 pounds, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> but the Rebbe was saying to him, you're not supposed to know how much is here. And that's the bruch. bruch. The Rebbe asked him, how much is here? The answer is supposed to be, what do you mean how much? If the so dull, it's the Rebbe saw dollars it's blig vol, it's ain't soft You don't count. You know, we count, the Gemara says, people always count money. But there's an union in Tehre. This is not the same thing as recklessness and stupidity, but Theistic, behalten, quiet, modest, modest. So the Khambal says, the blessing of God rests where with people don't sleep. the Postak says, the when does Hashem command his blessing Basel Things are secret. Which is a very, very, very selfish reason for people not to be pretentious and showy. There are people who are very wealthy, they live simply. Because this is what the brocha The Evishtir does not like When things are shown off Not because the Evishtir is jealous But because when you demonstrate something You limit it to what people see And when you don't demonstrate it So you're not defining What you have by other people's eyes It's defined by the Evishtir's eyes And the Evishtir has, has, has bigger eyes And bigger pockets says, It happens to be an Amam. I just learned this Amam today. If somebody goes to measure his his garden means his his annual yield of, of 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 whatever it is, vegetation, fruit. he says before he counts, it's not a blessing in my handiwork. When he begins to measure He thanks Hashem in present tense Thank you Abishter, for blessing my key Blessing my, my, my bushel, my load But Modat Once he measures and then he blessed It's an idle prayer Blessing of Hashem is not manifest Anything which has already been weighed and it has already been measured, and then it has already been counted. Can't multiply. Can't be blessed. Ella <laughs> only something which is concealed from you. Nobody sees it. <laughs> this is this is what the Tana says. The ayid creates blessings through his modesty. Ayid creates his blessings through his fear. This is the oitzer of Ayyid. the ayid. The oitzer of ayid. Then the next pasuk says, left side at the top. <laughs> Says Rab Chista, a yibchaharah for the time the Beis mikdash was destroyed. La yaduk shalom, yechet Rain never fell from the treasure of that goodness. Shenema, as the Tera said, yitacham itteriyat tev, the What's the rest of the pasuk? Al ha adoma, right? No, it doesn't say al ha adoma. But the Chazal, the Gemara understands that it means that the blessing of the Eibish there is dafke in the Holy Land. And only in the Holy Land is there a blessing what's <speaking> called <in foreign language> When Yidin live in Eitz Eitzatev, the rain falls from the great tre- good treasure. en When Yidin are not resting in their land, the rains of God are not sent from the This means BePashtus is followed. This is a Morah. is a about this. You don't need any more information. On the next page, you have the Eikanti, and it's not so Kabbalistic. This is um, but he explains it a little bit more but really we all learn to Chumash that there's something called lower waters and higher waters and on the second day the Ibishta divided the lower waters and the upper waters remember the lower waters refers to the oceans to the seas and to the rivers and to the fountains but included in the lower waters are also clouds why? Because clouds are essentially water that's recycled. The Minha, The world, the water rises and descends. So clouds are also ma'im tachteinim. So what's ma'im What's the upper waters? So a first you can assume it's concept in Kabbalah. Who knows what it is? I read someplace that there is physically such a phenomenon that about hundred miles above the surface of the Earth, which is much much higher than any cloud could dream of being. There's water. it. Water. There's an incredible volume of water. It's very, very far high up into the sky. And it just sits up there. It's frozen. <laughs> it never, never comes out. Now whether this is Mayim or Yoinim or not, I do not know. But one thing is for sure, that there is waters that are called higher waters that are not connected to the clouds. What is the significance of this? The significance of this is very, very simple. It cannot rain. If the water that's in the clouds Has not risen from the earth Which means to say That the rain is limited By how much water there is on the earth Because it's the earth's water That's coming back down So the water on earth is limited And the blessing of the waters That are in the clouds That comes down In the form of rain Is the same limited water What we call in Chassidim Isarusa delatata Blessing that we get Which is a reflection of what we give That's all there is to it Mayim is like tal It's not Mamish the same thing. What do we know about du, tal as opposed to mutar? It comes straight from heaven, it has nothing to do with the earth. So the gemara says that there's a higher source of water. And this higher source of water is not from the earth, it's directly from the heavens. And the times of the day, it used to rain from these waters. And that's a tsariat this is Pashad Bagashmi is an incredible reservoir of water. Maybe this water has extra sweetness next to it, but who knows what else? And when not lived in Israel, it, it, it rained not just from the clouds. It rained from Mayim al And as a consequence, the fertility and the blessing of Muslim and Panasim that existed in the Holy Land, in the time of the Beis HaMikdash, was extraordinary. You know, we all learn in Chumash. Remember as a child learning this. And children believe everything. But you get old at a certain point, you look at your friends. It took eight men to carry a cluster of grapes. Who are we kidding? Eight men to carry a bunch of grapes. That's what it says. Eight menaglim. ten menaglim carried back, one carried a fig, one solitary fig, one carried a date. I remember my Malama describing it to me. Imagine a watermelon the size of a truck. And eight men carried, they had two, four sticks, chassi and each stick had two ends, and they carried them in the shelves. Eight men, a cluster of grapes. Do me a favor, how is it possible? The Gemara of Shabbos also talked at the end about gonna come. There's gonna be Kloyus uh, chita. there's gonna be stalks of wheat that are as high as the mountains, you have azets and one kernel of wheat is gonna fall and you can feed bake bread for a month. It's not it's not making sense Bagash means, How could such a thing be? And it happened historically. When the yid went in into the grapes were were each individual grape was bigger than the biggest water? No. How could such a thing be? But when you hear about this concept, there's a something called my rain that doesn't come from clouds. Right? And there's no acid in that rain and there's no problem with pollution and none of that stuff yet. Yeah? It's rain that comes straight from the Shemaim, from the heaven. And this is the nigli, this is the gumara of Eitzhara The Eibisht is treasure. And it's a treasure for obvious reasons. It's not part of the world. It's not part of the cycle that the that created that the world keeps itself alive. It's a brocha for the Eibishtah so this is how the Gemara interprets these two words baasamecha, the treasure of a Yid is Tzis and Eitzharaya the treasure of the Abish, there's something that brings into this world that's completely not from this world and it affects incredible broch. and of course the Gemara Bepashtis is not talking about mysticism the Yomada is talking about. right and of course the mysticism is that a Yid works and it gets khan, that's water from the clouds a Yid works in addition to the chad. The that gives him something which is completely beyond what he deserves, that's Eitzareyate, that's the good treasure of Atmos himself. And on page 5, you have the Rikanti, who essentially says the same thing in the sign of Kabbalah. Um, so, I just want to know, it doesn't Where it doesn't really rain? So it's a light. Where it doesn't really rain. comes, there's going to be an abundance of rain. I have to tell you a story. And I don't have a lot of time, so don't ask such questions. I mean, the years, 1990, 91 and 92, yeah, you were around Lubavitch and yeah. Miracles were rolling in the streets. You remember or you forgot, yeah? In spite of the Marosh Chayda That I remember very distinctly it was November of 1991. It was Cheshvin, and And there was a drought in Antisrael. There a drought, there was no water. And they were telling people to conserve it, to conserve it. The Rebbe mentioned the Fabre, he just mentioned it. As I remember hearing the words from the Rebbe, there should be rain. Within days, there was so much rain in Yisrael, a man drowned in his car on a highway. So the New York Times, Aviyavah, had a headline, the latest miracle. This was the headline of the New York Times. This is this is, this is 770 We're in the New York Times, the word miracle is not in their language So don't worry about the Avish there. But let me tell you, am Kumba There'll be there'll be so much water we're not gonna know what to do. You know the Gemara says, but You know the Khena Maggot Davan Zaray. And then the yidin came to Khanaya and says, Turn it off. It's enough. <laughs> it's enough. Take it back. And Chayim Magal says, you asked, don't tell him you don't want it. Yeah, we're going to drown. So Chayim Magal says, when the water reaches the Evan Atayin, which is the highest point in Allah, I'll pray it should stop raining. Anyways, it says in the Kanti arrow on the left side of page 5, now Yiv Techa Hashem. <laughs> and he quotes the Gemara Baba Basra, which says, we just read this Gemara on the previous page, that the time in the time of the Beis waters came from the heavens. In other words, the very nature of the relationship between Yidna and the Abishta was that not only they got schar, reward for their and mitzvah, they got something which is completely beyond. And this is the Abishta's treasure in Pashta's. And in the in the nigleh, okay, okay, showing that's enough. That's the recant. Now, on page six, you have a albag. The albag is of ancient The has a few words. And I originally wasn't planning to teach that albag until I read the alshech. The alshech has three pages. The albag has three lines. But the al says in three pages what the Rabag says in those three lines. And once you read the al you say, oh! So that's what the Rabag was saying." When you read the R'al-Bak, it's it you say, okay, big deal. When the al elaborates and elaborates and elaborates. But the al which is, I, I don't know if it's based on the Rabag, but it's the same derech, adds one kudu. That this treasure is connected to Eretz el- Yisrael. Pasik Ches. Yitzah v'adishem itchasa bracha uberacha he connects the blessing to the Holy Land. So let's read that out back first. First arrow on page 6. At the end of the line, You see? Page 6. These blessings will reach you in their fullness. And the choicest land. Because the land of Eretz Yisrael, the geography alone is prepared that the flow should touch it most because it is most qualified for blessing in other words both physically and spiritually it's all the closest to the heavens and therefore in the you can have a Brach basamech. so he adds the Abag the adds one kvetch that the Yid's oitze the Yid's treasure is blessed by the Ebi'shter in the Holy Land and the second arrow goes on the second stigalah that Hashem is gonna open up S A Tzareha Tev. So he says, the Zacha Shavaya he mentions that of his treasure, Yashgiyah will pay special attention to Yiddin. Bin Asinas Hamatar to give rain and time to send the blessing So he translates a tzariyate from the word Asgah. Now I don't have time for long lectures, but I'll make it brief. We you know we Labavachis have always been raised on Ashta pratis. And that's everything did. But the earlier opinions held that the hashgach depends. The closer you are to God, the closer God is to you. In other words, a bigger tzaddik, a holier person, has greater hashgach. So he says, what is the meaning of the This treasure? Personal attention. Yivdech adeshem the as eit What is the treasure that the gives us special hashgach? And naturally, when the to pays special attention, it translates into greater blessing that we understand. Because he's paying attention to us. This is the al Then comes the al-Sheikh. The al-Sheikh is on page 7. And the and the, uh, al-Sheikh, in my view, says exactly what the al said. But instead of saying it in three lines, it's mamish a few pages. The im kol zeh. You see, when I'm reading top of page 7, do not leave Eret Yisrael for look for your pan The second half of this column, there's a box. Where it brings a Gemara Yerushalmi. Page 7. Where you have a, a story about a fellow who had no pan And he says to his wife, Let's move from Eret to Chutzla, let's have pan And they have a whole conversation. And she says to him, you're not listening to yourself what you're saying. You want the bracha? We're better to have a bracha than an etisra. And she talks him out of leaving in etisra. And they stay and they take a hat Rest in the holy land. Trust God and do good. Because Hashem will never ever be disgusted with you. hated From being good to you. Shom in the holy land the that this is And of course in the nose of Siddi Chabad, make mansion. Yiddish so forth. remove from your heart. the that a man is more blessed in chutzlar is. And he says, remain in Eretz Yisrael. And if you remain in Eretz Yisrael, all the blessings are going to come. Next paragraph, please. What does it mean? Hashem is going to command this blessing ba'asamecha. Asamecha. means what's hidden to you. Al-tas lecha don't make to say how is that soul going to bless me with panosah I don't own the field how can I plant it right? I don't own a vineyard I don't have what to negotiate and to barter with I don't have enough panosah for a year so a person is going to think Therefore, I'm going to go to the Pasach, no, Basamecha. You don't know how the Brochah can come from the Medish. Trust me. Stay in the Next column, please. Ah. Second column at the top, however. There's two pieces of advice that you need. Second column at the top. No, you cut the it. Oh, this is right. Yeah, this one. Ahas. Number one. Do not show off your business practices. Be sneeistic. Be modest in your business practices. Make them hidden. Fourth line, please. Shaneous. I circled the word shaneous. Number two. Shalaiti ya yeshiva Won't sit and do nothing and expect rain to come from heaven. You have to work. You have to make a caliph apanas. And if you make a caliph apanasa and you do it in the modest and the way, the ibishta will give you brahq the Where does the blessing of the abish to rest? that you do your business secretly, modestly, and you work. And then the abish to give a cult of Shabail. This is how the al translates the Pasik. So the al links the Uitzarabajid with um uh, with with Aethislam. So. Go ahead. finish let's talk a little louder uh, a a thing, do, uh, some of the Ma'farshim say so I saw it in one of the Ma'farshim now tell me which one it was one of them speaks about even Ayin but we don't worry about Ayin we just worry about good deeds okay to buy a the Rebbe once asked <laughs> "How how is a supposed to make a Kalev for Ashidas so the Rebbe said should buy a lot the Rebbeim used to buy lottery tickets. Disney are rent? Yeah. Well, you need my permission. You punk didn't do it till I gave you permission. <laughs> In the Rebbe's <laughs> Shemis, it says that Tzamekhtedik used to buy lottery tickets and the Rebbe Marash used to buy lottery tickets. And they found by Tzamekhtedik a pidyan nefesh. A pan. the the rachim rabim jash yale b'zchus ha-gayril b'shmu that the winner of the lottery should be my son, the Bishmool, and not me. <laughs> wow. wrote a pin. And the Ramanash was Can wealthy. He won? he won several government lotteries. That's why I heard he had his money. The Ramanash wore a pin. They used to buy lottery tickets. some that my son should win, but not I. Yeah. yeah. It worked. You try that also. You wouldn't mind if the kid made a lottery. Yeah. Should work for me, <laughs> <laughs> I give you a bracha and you should have all the brachas that you need in then. <laughs> Okay, now on page 8, the author talks about the other puzzle. And he explains more or less, I'm not going to read it inside with you, more or less the same thing as the Gemara that we had, and the Alakanti. It's He talks about feminine and masculine, he calls it. And feminine, in other words, is we're the women, right? We're the Amish's wife. Feminine means the bracha that we get based on our own earnings. And it's a like, is a higher bracha that the Eibishter gives. So the Al-Shekh's that I wanted to share with you is that he links the bracha to El-Tisra. Now the Ababinel, I, I had to put in, I gave you my Ababinel in the introduction. We're going to move on to page 10. And I am restrained by time. The Kliokat is Kliokat. That Klioka is, Klioka. Klioka is gorgeous. It's a delicious Kliyoket. But uh, I don't have time for the Kliyoket. The Kliyoket essentially says, that there's three bruches. On page 10, there's three bruches. There's Yitzhav HaDeshem Itchaba Asabrocha, Itchaba Asamecha What is with you that is now hidden? He says, what is hidden now? Eilam Hava. Ubechayl Mishlach Yodecha He translates as what we have in Eilam Hazer. Ubechayl Mishlach Yodecha As he translates, it goes on Ganaydi. That's what he translates. It goes on three words. There's now, there's Gan Eden, and there's Eilam Haba. So Asamecha, what's hidden from you? This is Eilam Haba. B'choil mishlachedecha <laughs> is the bracha gashmi that we have now. O <laughs> means when you're laying in the ground in the time of Gan Eden. But the second part of the kliraket is very, very important, and that's on page eleven at the bottom. And he brings the other puzzle. Now remember the, the the vision that we have, the intent that we have. Is to underscore, is to emphasize that the word asamecha and the word oitzaray are essentially the same. Asamecha means the Jewish treasure, and oitzaray means the abishtha's treasure. Hashem is going to bless your treasure and bless you with his treasure. So the Kliyaka says, What is the abishtha's treasure? Page 11, the second half of the page. Yiftach ad Hashem lochos, atayv, Hashem will open up for you his treasury. The treasure God Almighty makes in the heavens. What is the this treasure? God, hidden fear of heaven. The Gemara says... that The Eibishtis treasure is... It's a treasure of fear of heaven. And the Kliyokar says, what's such a treasure of fear of heaven? When I learned it in my modern... It always meant somehow... That fear of heaven is hidden in the treasure. It says, no... When a yid has yiras Hashem, the Ebishter puts it in the treasure. He preserves yid. When a yid has yiras Hashem, the takes it and puts it in the treasure because this is truly something we give him. Why? Because the Gemara says hakol everything is in the hands of God. fear of heaven is in the hands of man. So when a human being a yid demonstrates yiras Hashem, the Ebishter takes it. And he puts it in his treasury, and this is the Abish's most precious thing, our Yiras Hashem. And he opens that treasury up and blesses us from it. Kamei Shenem, as the pasuk says, Yiras Hava Yehi a Fear of heaven is the Abish desait. Ratzalei This is the Abish' his treasury. Kamei Shapedesh that benu B'chayy. The B'chayy says in Shmoyt, She Kol every king Oysa Oysa desgula makes a treasury. Something which he doesn't have in large quantities, something which the king has a difficulty assessing, accessing, like diamonds, like gold. He puts away in a treasury, right? May like precious stones. and The same is true by the day. Since everything is up to the heavens. other than fear of heaven. therefore he makes a treasury out of, Yiddish HaYiddish Hashem Hashem And then what does the Eidesh need to hold on to Yiddish Hashem? What's what he need for? He says, The apostle Yiddish Hashem Lochoazay Tzariyate. He collects our Yiddish Hashem to give it to us as a brach. So, Yiddish Hashem Yiddish Hashem Yiddish Hashem The Eidesh should bless you in our hidden treasure. Yiddish Hashem Yehidish Yiddish the cruise our Yiddish guide, and with it he blesses us. This is what the Kliyoker says, and the Kliyoker is a Kliyoker. It's a beautiful shah. Okay, now on, on page uh, 12, you have the Erechaim oh, We're going to skip the Erechaim Akadish. On page 13, you have uh, the Shach Ala I'm going to skip that too. And we're going to move on to page 14. Page 14 is the Maimir. Now, the Maimir is on the first possek. It's on Maimir Taferej and Aleph, 1911. Yeah, we'll be holding now 2009. It's 98 years ago. And it's a remes, because there's 98 clauses, there's 98 curses in our pasheh. So the Maimir eliminates the 98. Since then, there's a Rebbe gang the Tzadikhes has Ah, the Rebbe Shab, yeah. And it speaks on the first passage. Let's, let's so to speak, reset ourselves. We have two psukhan. One passage is describing a Yiddish, a treasure. And the other pasach is describing the this treasure. And the Ebi'shtish says, I'm going to command my blessing and your treasure. And I'm going to open up to you my treasure and bless you with it. So this Mayimad analyzes this whole union of a treasure. And I prepared this maimed. I'm not walking in here unprepared. And um, maybe I, I, maybe a little bit I'm helping the maimed define what it means. But I am understanding what the maimed is saying is that there's two in of and there's two concepts of a treasure. There's the Yiddish treasure and there's the treasure of the Ebishter which with, with which the that blesses us. But we don't have time to learn the whole Maime. I mean, the whole maime, we, we're sitting here 50 minutes. The Maime itself is an hour and a half to learn the Maime. I, I'll tell you about and about what the talks about. The Maime discusses two concepts. There's a concept called bracha. And there's a concept called filo. There's a concept called bracha, blessing. And there's a concept called tfilah, Prayer. What's the difference? A blessing can't be given by everybody. Special people can give brachos, like you have in the khummish, The heyei bracha, Hashem says to Abraham Avinu, the ba heyei bracha. Brachos Nesu Nisloch. Until now, I blessed who I wished. Now Hashem says to Avinu, I am giving you the koyach of bracha. Bless anybody you want. Only a tzadik could give a brach. Tfilah, prayer, anybody could do. That's the avish to yehi but there's another side to this coin. And the other side to this coin is that when a person gives a brach, so Aleph, aleph, nityad reina convention, not everybody could bless, only special people could bless. But the concept of a blessing means to bring down from heaven to earth something that already exists in the heavens. In other words, you can't give anybody any brach. Everybody has the equivalent of a spiritual bank account, spiritual reservoir. And in that spiritual bank account, the Ebishtah deposits various different things based on whatever the Ebishtah has. And Baruchah simply means accessing that account and bringing it down from a spiritual level to a material level. Like you have in the Chumash that Yanka Avinu gave his son's blessings. And he says, Each one according to his blessing. He blessed him. So as one of each one according to his blessing, he blessed him. saw the of the tshvatim Lamailah. And he saw the brachas that each one had lomailah. And he brought it down from lomailah to lomailah. Those are the two aspects of bracha. Aleph, only a person who was above the source of bracha could bring the bracha down. When you're giving a bracha, you're not creating anything new, you're accessing a source. you hear to create a new desire. The blessing is not present. The spiritual bank account does not have this particular gift. And you're asking the English that you heat up to create a new koyach, a new opportunity for brachas. And you have to have a see this nefesh and tfilo. And anybody could have them. Here we have a bracha, says the Maimir. Totally kind of but it's a totally different kind of bracha. It's a totally different kind of bracha. a Right? Hashem is going to send a bracha, but ba'samecha, It's hidden. It means this bracha is not in the spiritual bank account. It's coming from a completely different um, level. Right now, in Pasuk Yud, now our Mime does not talk about Pasuk Yud Beis. I've decided that maimer is talking about Pasuk Yud Beis. And what it says in Pasuk Yud Beis also is, Yiftek As Hashem is going to give you His treasury. And then it says, It's called Asiyadechom. Hashem bless all your handiwork. So this Maymeh says you should know there's two concepts in Bracha. There's the ordinary concept of Bracha. The ordinary concept of Bracha means that, I sh- that you're simply accessing what already exists in a spiritual source and bringing it down. So but that's limited. And then you have Bracha What is hidden. And the Bracha and what is hidden is truly infinite. In the Lashon of the Maymeh, it comes from Sayyidina Kalamu. But the Rebbe goes into a very, very interesting uh, idea. He brings a Tosfos in I think, in Tainis. I'm sorry, which quotes a Gemara in Chulin that presents us with a contradiction. Now, please help cop because what I want to do is I, <laughs> I want to teach you the Ma'amid the way I want you to hear it. I I don't think I'm embellishing. I I don't I'm not lying. I'm not tricking to you. I'm not saying to some of you that I don't believe is pshat in my mind. But I am telling you what's not explicit in the mind. On the one hand, the gemara says, you want a bracha? Keep it a secret. Keep it a secret. On the other hand, there's a gemara, that says that the only thing that negative, evil forces cannot touch is something that's been counted, put away, and sealed. Counted, put away and sealed. L- look at the beginning of the Maimed, yeah? Uh, page 14. Six lines in. It says, That you counted it, and you sealed it, and you put it away, uh, uh, Um, money, and you counted it, last There's no Shush for Clippers to have access. To. So Teis asked the cash where does the rest? Something which is completely hidden? Or to the contrary, something which you counted it and it's very, very measured and you put it away, the is present over there. And the answer that this Maimel gives is that there's two concepts of oyxer. There's two concepts of treasure. The constant, the between the two concepts of is that it's from a hidden place. Hidden not because something is covering it over. But hidden because it's coming from some place which is incredibly, incredibly, incredibly deep. He calls it the Lashna <laughs> Kabbalah. It's a secret even to those levels that are secret. And from this very, very hidden place comes a totally different kind of bracha. And the bracha manifests in an infinite way. And the way I'm teaching it to you is that there's two such concepts. One concept is Ba'asomechah. And the other concept is Yitzharei Atev. One concept is something which is very, very deeply hidden. And the other concept is Yitzharei the hidden treasure of the age. So keep in mind how we're approaching this. Point one. We know what bracha normally means. And we understand that the bracha we're talking about here is not the typical bracha. Because typical brachas are limited, and this is a bracha which is ain't soft, it's bleak of wool, because ba'asamach is coming from a hidden place. But we're also understanding that in one hand, we say the blessing rests in something which has not been counted. Or, or the treasure manifests. The oitzer, the samoy, the, the secret, the ain't soft. Manifest something which has not been counted. On the other hand, where is the blessing of the rest? the rest? is something which is counted and put away and secret the blessing of image the, Because there's two concepts of what you, you follow? This is the spirit of how we're understanding these two ipsuch. Um, the so we have to begin on page 15. Now, we are very, very constrained by time. If I had another half an hour, I would read, I would have read the beginning of the Maimah, I would read the end of the Maimah. But I want to give you the kudu, the pinta. The I honestly believe that what I'm telling you is pshat in the mind. Although it's not entirely explicit, but it's rather implicit. There's two ways you get a bracha from Oitzvah. The first is Pasek what's hidden in you. Right? The other is chabar, es yate, eibish And these two types of Oitzvah bless different types of scenarios. The first one blesses a scenario where you don't have a cheshbon. Because by not counting, you're allowing infinity to manifest. And the second one blesses daftar with a cheshbon. Everything is measured and calculated. And in that measure, the calculation of an expression of the angel. And what the Rebbe does is he says something very, very unusual. He celebrates bino he celebrates Bina now who cares <laughs> what does Bina have to do with treasure that's Bina land what's the difference between Bina and Chokhmah? Chokhmah is an inspiration it's a flash and for all intents and purposes the flash of Chokhmah is infinite for the sake of argument if we don't mean it you know what I'm saying the flash of Chokhmah from the flash of inspiration of Chokhmah you can extract you can squeeze out an incredible number of ideas but the flash of Chokhmah is a gift, you didn't create it. What's Bina? You analyze. You study. You dig. you dig, you dig, you dig, you dig deeper, 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 deeper. So the Rebbe goes into a whole explanation of Pikabola, and he argues that the shadish of Bina is higher than the Shaydish of Chokhmah. In other words, Chokhmah is infinite, as it comes from God. Being is infinite That you have to generate How do you generate the infinity of being? You study and you study and you analyze and you analyze and you, and, you and you dig and you dig and you dig and you dig And you go deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper Till eventually using your own mind Functioning In a limited world You can access more secrets More treasure, more insaf Than is available in the flash of Chokmah Which is a Matanah from the Meish That's the position that this mind takes it's an unusual position, but not entirely. This is not the only Maimon in this that says that Bin has a higher than If you're getting nervous, don't worry. There's a lot of other reasons to get nervous. She so he says, this is the Pshaat. I'm sorry. The hidden treasure of a Jew means what? The Abish gave him an infinity. He says, no, thank you. I don't mean that. The flash of Chokhmah is infinite, but this, the Abish is infinity. He digs. It's dark. But it's hidden from him. And he digs deeper and deeper and deeper. And the Rebbe says he reaches a madrega which is called By first understanding one thing, he comes to understand the second thing. And in Lashna Kabbalah, by accessing Mamale Kalam, he's able to reach of kalama. So the translation of Asamecha means, Hashem hides, and a Yid digs deep, a Yid digs deep, a Yid digs deeper, 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 deeper. And the Yid in his struggle he calls it trying to create clarity from the Jews' own efforts. He ultimately in- reveals an infinity which is more than the infinity that the Hibishti will give him himself. And that's the Pshat. This is not an ordinary bracha which is limited. It's an infinite bracha. It's a bracha that comes from the of Kalam. The key to that, that bracha is it's hidden. Hashem doesn't give it. You reach it yourself which is consistent with the first Pasuk. Where will bracha in the Oifun of Ein sof manifest where things are hidden? Look inside on page Eresh, Lamed Gimel, page 15 on the left, my second arrow, The blessing of the Evishtad, the infinity, the save of Kalam, a Barakha of Ein sof is Hashem hides. And you surge. And you reach an Eintzav Pahyachah, which is more than an Eintzav, as the Ebesh, gives you, which is represented by Chochmah. Vahayno b'chennus Eintzav, stima d'chol stima. It's the Eintzav, which is concealed, beyond concealed. Shumalubish bebinah. It's dafki Not the chokhmah. In other words, it's your effort. You can only get it through the work. Umash asamech, Allah shan'aytzer. The reason asamech is in the word aytzer, the Vishabin and is called a treasure. The particulars are not important, or at least we don't have time for delving into them. But the first idea is something is hidden, something is unknown. And in that unknown, a Yid is going to work and reveal an Ainsaf. Not a bracha, typical bracha, which is revealing from the Mokairah bracha, from the source of blessing, but reveal the of. But the prerequisite to this kind of bracha, where a Yid doesn't have the Ain of khach, and seeks and searches and struggles with his own being and reaches the key is samacha, that it's unknown, that it's secret, that it's hidden. This is one possibility. But there's another possibility. And the other possibility is that it's not the Yid's treasure, that was hidden from the Yid, it's the Yabish's treasure. What's the Yabish's treasure? A yitz, yitz Hashem. Look inside. It says in the Gemara. Now the part to the Mayimah that I am adding is the Mayimah doesn't bring the second pasik. The Mayimah doesn't say the second pasik, right? There's two psuken. Our class is pasik Ches and Pasek Yudbeis. What's the difference? Pasik Yudbeis is Hashem is blessing our treasure, our secret, our unknown. And Pasek Yudbeis means Hashem is giving us His own treasury, Right? So I'm the only thing I'm adding to the mitzvah is that the following shtikula is a reference to the second de Yitachad eshem mechoshay tzoriyateiv, which is what the kliyakar said explicitly. The kliyakar said that is Hashem has a treasury. What does he have in his treasury? Our yiras Hashem. Zokterazei. What's the problem with things being counted? What's the problem with things being exposed? What's the problem with things being? measured, limited, shown off. Because when you see things on the outside, they're finite. And there's no room for them to expand. If it's hidden, you don't know, like I told you the story, you don't know how much it is, it could be whatever the E-bishto wants it to be. But if it's measured and it's counted, it's contained. So the that there's a way for the avish to bring the blessing into something which is counted. And what is that? Oitzoroy, the Eivishto's treasure. What's the avish's treasure? A yitzirah the Yeres Hashem of Ayid the fact that the Yereshter could bring his infinity even into something finite. <laughs> the Gemara says, Hashem has in his world nothing. The only thing Hashem has from this world is our Yiras Hashem. He puts away in his treasury. So this is the same Gemara we read a few minutes before. And he explains why. The theme of Yidah is Bittl. What does Bittl mean? True commitment. True sacrifice. True, it's not about me. Now, I could say it till the cows come home. <laughs> till my Nebuchadnezzar falls asleep. But the yira Bittl, truly holding in a space of, of not me, Ebishtir, it's the simplest way to serve Hashem. And it's the most elusive way to say Rishan. Who's holding my Kabbalah Seh Mahshman? Kabbalah Seh is the lowest level. And it's the deepest level. It says in Samarov, it's easy to go on Mesida's nefesh and to have Kabbalah Seh. A-Veishet oh, in Samarov. That's yid e The treasury of the is not our Yiddish kind. It's not our love. It's not our passion. It's not our excitement. It's not our experience. It's our bitter. It's our humility. The is this treasure... The dearest thing to the Abish that is that point where he gives up away to Hashem. Says the Rebbe, what happened We have complete bittle? Complete bittle is a preservative. Why could things corrode? Why could things break down? Why could things fall apart? Why? Because there's a, a, a sudden, there's a blemish, there's a flaw in the beginning. Something is a little broken; it breaks more. And the Bein Bechaya says that after eight sadas, maschal Death begins at the moment of life. Before all the machab eight sadas, they were living. Living things don't die. How come we die? How come after eight sadas, there's inyan of misa behelam? Because every living thing, from the moment of its birth, the death is already present. In other words, the flaw is at the outset, and it slowly manifests. When you have Bittel to the Abishden, it keeps it the same. It never changes. It cannot deteriorate. Because this Bittel to the Abishden makes one a cleave that it shouldn't be the beginning of the breakdown. In other words, in Avodah Sashem, bigger people are closer to the Abishden. Bigger people are greater Jews. But as big and as great as a person is, a person can have a tiny flaw. And the Gemara says, so the gemara, the holier you are, the greater you are, the more exacting the Abish then is. What happens if you're perfect? If you're perfect, the Abish is not exactly exact, but you're perfect. How could you be perfect? Nobody's perfect. Perfection in Abaydah Hashem is this little. And when something is less than perfect, the biggest Sadik, it brings up sadness. Ultimately, it deteriorates. In other words, the highest madriga of Ahavah. What's the Lashon in the Mayim He calls it Chaysem Baylet. It's protrusion. It's it's me. I love. Yiri calls Chaysem shakuah. It's is a way of being perfect in Avedas Hashem. And when one is perfect in Avedas Hashem, it never breaks down. This is pshat in the Pshat and Echolim. It's been counted. It's been measured. It's been sealed. And people can't touch it. Yeah, but... I thought the blessing of the Avis, that only rests on the is secret, and the Teret says there's two concepts of oitzit, there's two concepts of treasure. If the treasure is, then we are searching in the unknown to find, and we'll find infinity, the infinity is only accessible in the secret. But if it's not our treasure, it's the Eivishter's treasure, and what is the Eivishter's treasure? What is Hashem's treasure? The yid is So then it could be on the outside and everybody could see it, and it and, and it's limited, and there's infinite blessing because bital effects that has no susceptibility to change and to deterioration and to breakdown. And, and I mean, this is this is the point. This is this is more or less what the mind is saying. So the way I'm teaching it to you, in conclusion now, we learned a number of different insights. But what we have is two concepts of treasure. A yid's treasure, and the yid's treasure is not knowing. And the yid's treasure, which is not knowing, opens them up to an infinity, which is even more than the gives them. And then there's the Eivishti's treasure. The Eivishti's treasure is our Yid HaShem, our Bitl. And that treasure can even preserve this that is revealed and measured and counted and finite because it's coming from a place which is above change. That's how the Rebbe finishes. That's how the Rebbe explains in the mind. Just give me a moment. Look at the bottom of page 16, please. End of the Remaimen. Bottom of page sixteen. We can now understand and permit me to read some extra words of the Remaimen. The two concepts of Oyter that we're discussing. Number one, Who Sof the Steam. We're talking here about a blessing, but an infinite blessing. You see where the place is. Bottom of page sixteen. It comes from a place of save of dafka, Which is only found here in a world of hiddenness. And the digs and digs and digs. And reveals a blessing taka, but it's ain't safa save of The prerequisite to this treasure is darkness. The prerequisite to this treasure is samui. When a Yid is extracting his own oyti, his own treasure, it's only from the darkness that he finds his infinity. But there's another possibility That it's not the Yitz treasure It's the Yitz treasure On the other hand When the Gemara says When something has been counted And so forth It has to be counted And it has to be In other words Finite And fixed And locked away And yet there is a blessing Okay, turn Now go back to page 14 because I put the end of the mime at the beginning, I was trying to save paper. Top of the page on the right side. Yes. Okay. Um, second line from the top. The What does it mean? Something has been counted and measured, and yet it's been formed with a seal. Hainu Indian a Dr. From this, there cannot be a nourishment to sleep okay scoot down six lines from the end of the mind top of the page six lines from the end the line that begins with the word this is another concept there's a concept of treasure in what's unknown and then there's a concept of treasure in of something which is measured and counted and known it's bitl even though it's been counted even though it's supposedly measured and limited in other words, And because of the bitl, because of the bitl, something which is arguably limited and contained uh, has a possibility for interest. As opposed to the other kind of treasury, which is hidden, it doesn't need to be uh, preserved and protected. So the way... The the, 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 the the mind is teaching us is that there's two concepts of treasure. There's a yid digging deep to find his own treasure. And dafka where there's darkness can you reveal the infinity. And there's the idea that a yid's yid Hashem, becomes the avish this treasure, and then the blessing can even rest on things which are finite because Yid Hashem doesn't change. And therefore, even the things which are limited in this world, you see the infinity of the avish. So we little Okay, now you go home and chew and Think about it. Okay.